At this time, one year ago, the Threshold team was in Glasgow, Scotland, reporting on the UN climate talks for the most recent season of our show, called Time to 1.5. Those talks ended with this statement from Alok Sharma, president of COP26. We have kept 1.5 alive, but the pulse is weak. Now, with the world gathering in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, for COP27, some people are saying that that pulse is gone, that we should abandon all hope of holding global average temperature rise to one and a half degrees Celsius over pre-industrial temperatures. A recent headline in The Economist, for instance, said, the world is missing its lofty climate targets. Time for some realism. There's no doubt that our situation is dire. But the argument for this so-called realism seems to be that continuing to push for 1.5 is a form of coddling, happy talk, designed to soothe climate anxiety that somehow wastes time and effort. I think this reflects a fundamental misunderstanding of what 1.5 is and what people mean when they say we have to keep it alive. To put it more simply, I think abandoning 1.5 is wrong. And I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. But first, I want to let you know that we recently kicked off our year-end fundraising drive. We need to raise $60,000 from our listeners in order to keep Threshold going strong. And every donation up to $1,000 will be matched before the end of the year. So your support in any amount is so appreciated. It's quick and easy to make a tax-deductible donation at our website, thresholdpodcast.org. Okay, back to this question of whether or not we should give up on keeping 1.5 alive. I believe the answer is no for at least three reasons. First, we can't just decide to abandon 1.5 because it's not actually our decision to make. As environmental scientist Ewan Rockström recently tweeted, quote, I just get tired tired of hearing that 1.5 degrees Celsius is a target or a goal. It is not. It's a limit. The only real goal is zero degrees Celsius. Ruckstrom is right. The Earth sets the limits, and our goal must be to live within them. One of those limits is the amount of climate variability that allows human civilizations to survive and thrive. He described this to me in our most recent season of Threshold. Humans have roamed the planet for more than 200,000 years, but it's only in the last 12,000 of those years, during a period known as the Holocene, that we've started to build complex civilizations. And one of the defining features of this period is climactic calm. The Holocene, the only state that we've been able to develop civilizations in, has a maximum range for the global mean temperature of plus minus one degree Celsius. But in the last 200 years or so, we've warmed the world 1.2 degrees Celsius over pre-industrial temperatures. So, so we have already crashed through the warmest temperature on Earth since we left the last ice age. We've already gone through. Now, global heating is like turning the knob on a stove, not flipping a light switch. Changes are incremental. So no one's claiming that if we hit 1.6 degrees, we'll suddenly wake up to an utterly changed world. 
The point is that we're moving ever closer to tipping points that will accelerate the greenhouse effect at a truly catastrophic rate. No one knows exactly where those tipping points are, but we have nothing to gain and everything to lose, truly everything to lose, by hitting them. So we have to draw the line somewhere before that point and rally ourselves to try to stay below it. That's what 1.5 is, an extremely dangerous, but hopefully survivable level of human interference with the climate. Exactly. And so if you keep kicking the ball further and further down the road, it's going to get harder and harder to deal with. That's Adele Thomas. She's a senior fellow at Climate Analytics and the University of the Bahamas and a lead author on the UN's special report on 1.5 degrees. I think there's a thinking that 1.5 is like this Shangri-La and we're all going to be happy at 1.5, but we're not. There's going to be quite a lot more impacts that we're facing. In other words, trying to limit warming to 1.5 degrees is not like trying to write a novel or climb Mount Everest. It's not some cool, creative, adventurous project that we can just give up on because it's difficult. It's more like trying not to punch ourselves too hard in the face or pour too much poison down our own well. Like Ewan Rockstrom said, the only real goal is zero degrees Celsius. So 1.5 isn't the finish line, it's a milestone, hopefully the turning point on the much longer journey of bringing our climate back into balance. This is why statements about how we have to give up on 1.5 in the name of being practical are themselves utterly impractical. Admonishments to get real are seriously out of touch with climate realities. We're not in a negotiation here. There are only actions and consequences. And one of the consequences of working as hard as we possibly can to stay below one and a half degrees of warming is that we will save huge sums of money and huge numbers of lives, even if we do ultimately surpass that level. So that's my first reason for keeping 1.5 alive, because it's a limit, not a goal. And to proceed as if that limit doesn't matter is to abandon rationality and our instincts for self-preservation. If you want to hear my other two reasons, please sign up for our newsletter at thresholdpodcast.org. This is actually just the beginning of an essay I've written about this, and we'll be sending the whole thing out to all of our subscribers soon. If you believe in our work here at Threshold and would like to support it, please consider making a donation while you're at that website. Again, it's thresholdpodcast.org. Thank you.